I'm Steven, the DM of the Fae Forge Academy. Welcome to our first episode. This is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast set at a school of magic and crafting. There are a few small sound hiccups that we are aware of and are working on improving as we go forward. We hope you enjoy the show. In the northernmost continent of Avastria lies a tree. Old, beautiful, and grown from magic. It is one with the castle that surrounds it, the Fae Forge Academy. A building filled with wonder and mystery, with countless secrets waiting to be unlocked and countless more lost to time. Only those with the ability to hear the magic of the world calling to them can find their way. And even then, they can still be lost. Follow us to the Fae Forge Academy. Ariadne, light flashes around you, swirling magic. Some familiar, some strange guide your body. There's green, blue, and brown. The smell of damp wooden grass fill your senses. The light is carrying you along as though you are a leaf on a mighty river, taking you to some destination, to this Fay Forge Academy. The magic hurdles you forward and stops suddenly as you find yourself in the trunk of a large, strange tree. As you step out, you find yourself in a grove of majestic ancient oak trees. The leaves of the forest are a symphony of colors. South to the left of you, there's the traditional orange, yellow, and reds of fall. And you watch as they transition into some other trees of greens, of fuchsias, and violets. There is a heavy mist in the air as well, thick and wet. As you step further from the trunk, the portal you entered through closes. And you are left in the quiet wilds. As you look around, you see the path and a small sign. One arrow pointing south to a town called Varen Hollow. And another pointing north with no words, only a seal. The same seal as was given to you on receiving your acceptance letter to the Fay Forge Academy. The outline of a leaf with a tree growing on the inside. What do you do? Uh, yes. So I just popped in from the desert into a very wooded area that I have not seen before. I'm a little surprised that this country actually has woods. I haven't seen them yet. But it's a nice, it's a nice familiar environment. And pull my cloak around myself a little tighter because the air is colder, more damp. And I proceed north. Okay, as you as you follow this path north towards the Fay Forge Academy, you hear the sound of, of of magic rushing, similar to what you just experienced. And from another tree along the similar path, you see a a young, maybe preteen, teen black boy step forward from a tree. And Michael, why don't you describe Besky for us as he steps from this tree? Besky is probably, he's a 5'4". He looks like a young black preteen or teen. He has these burnt orange robes with a crimson, black to crimson fading cloak. 
and uh, his accents, a lot of his accents on his robe and on his and his the color of his glasses is rose gold, and he has some black trimmings on on his robes as well. He has some family marks on his cheeks, and he has some dreads that he wears, pretty uh, relaxed but kind of pulled pulled back in a way to kind of clear up his face. And that's what you see here in front of you. And then I guess Adelaide, if you want to describe what your character looks like, because my character is seeing your character. Yes, Ariadne is pretty tall, about 5'8". She's wearing a mostly white dress that kind of fades into blue at the neck and the bottom hem. Almost skims the floor, white boots. She has very long, very wavy, almost curly, dark, dark brown hair that goes to about her waist. That's kind of up into a little bun in the back of her head. She has very dark skin, very, very pretty brown golden eyes um and her skin is covered in golden vitiligo that kind of uh glows a little bit she's got a she's got a little faint faint shimmer around her and uh she i i i smile pretty widely when i look at you and uh hello there i didn't expect to meet anybody so soon hey yeah um my yeah i did i'm I'm glad to see someone else here. I, I didn't want to walk this path alone. And it seems like I'm able, we, I found some company. You look pretty cool. You have that cool glow about you. And it kind of matches some of the stuff I'm wearing, which that's pretty neat. Oh, I, I, you look very fancy. I, it's, it's nice to meet. I'm Ariadne. Do you, you, you don't, you don't teach here, do you? No. Um, <laughs> That'd be kind of silly. I mean, I'm pretty young. That'd be cool, though. I could see that. Maybe in a couple well, years. Well, I don't know. Maybe like two, three years. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, my name is uh, Besky. My name is Besky Nevering. Yeah, I, these fancy robes are... They're a gift. They're, they're nice. They look expensive. Yeah, I know some people. They're... It, it's... Um, I have some people that are very nice to me. But yeah, it, it, you look very stunning as well. Um, well, uh, my uh, my my clothes were a gift too. Fine. Well, I they burned off when I arrived, so I had to get new ones. And oh, they, <laughs> the tree burned your clothes off? No, not not no, not this. It's a long story. It, okay, that's fine. I accept that. That's totally cool. <laughs> anyway, you look wonderful and. <laughs> I guess it'd be kind of nice to walk this path with a friend if you want to be friends. You don't have to be, but I think it'd be pretty cool. No, I I would like that very much. I I you seem you seem very nice. I and I I don't really know my way around here. Yeah. You know, is this the right way? Yeah, I think so. I think they told me that this is the right way and from everything they described, it looks like we're headed in the right direction. All right. So as as you two kind of Get to know one another a little bit better. Awkwardly fumble a friendship <laughs> together. <laughs> Cause, Sepia, and Ashrin, you three have experienced a similar a similar magical portal through these trees, ending up in this strange strange magical forest. Though your paths have all been kind of in slightly different directions, the path you have followed has led you to this small pool that seems like a, there's. A short waterfall, maybe 10, 10 to 12 feet. That's more trickling than actually flowing, uh, leading to this pool that ends up outside of the ripples remaining from the water. 
um, is fairly still. Um, there's a few rocks and plants about it, all very whatever you imagine Fae to be, Fae plants. And you've come to this point, and your your path has stopped. There's no clear direction forward. But kind of as all three of you at different points look look back, you see you see there's there's five or six different paths that lead that lead here. And cause you were the first one to arrive. CPA, you were second. Asherin, you were third. Um, but you are the only three that you see in this forest with no clear direction, except for the sign that you followed. What do you do? And so we've been we've been walking individually alone until this moment, and now we're in a clearing. And there's a pool here, beautiful waterfall, magical fate plains, and we're sort of not alone for the first time since walking through this tree portal. Yep. Exactly. So why don't you why don't you describe yourselves as you narrate what you're doing? Cool. So Sepia uh, I guess got there first. So essentially getting to this crossroads where there's so many different directions. She just went uh, into the area she was most naturally at home in, which is the pond off to the side. So she just is a girl about 14 years old pretty thin, pretty dirty. She's got like disheveled brown hair, loose clothing that looks like it was probably a fine make. If you can tell through the layers of muck that are just coating it, Uh, she wades into the pond and submerges herself uh, just so her eyes are visible and kind of starts like wading around slowly and looking for like any kind of sign of what the right direction might be or just relaxing in the pool after a little bit. I love it. So when Kaz walks up to this clearing, he's already like playing. That's very much the kind of like, I'm not scared to be walking alone. That's why I'm singing loud and alone to myself. He's very much like trying to <laughs> whistle in the dark uh, away. The I just walked through a tree portal and every once in a while you might catch like a grumble of like freaking fairies teleporting me through trees. <laughs> not happy about it. And, you know, when he sees Sepia there kind of, like, swimming around, there's this moment where he's kind of like, uh, are you some kind of fairy folk? Do I have to, like, answer a riddle from you? Uh, my name uh, is Cos, and I am here for the Fae Forge Academy. Who are you, guardian of the pond? Oh, uh, yep, that's, uh, that's me, too. I'm here for the Fae Forge Academy, and she reaches and pulls out. Uh, a letter that is soaking wet. Uh, <laughs> the seal is broken. It's a little bit dirty. Uh, uh, just, yeah, my uh, my parents sent me. Uh, they said, you know, just keep walking down this trail. Uh, it seems like I don't really know which way we're supposed to go. I do like the pond. I could be a guardian of the pond. That could be fun. That could be different. Uh, well, uh, and you're just kind of going to like stand with for a moment. You see, he's he's a dwarf. He's very jauntily dressed. Uh, the darker skin. He's got a very uh, big beard. Kind of like presents as a young man. But there's kind of like as he's like eyeing Seppi in the pool there. He's kind of like, okay, fellow student. Got it. <laughs> and I guess as we're, we're kind of, it looks around. I mean, if, if Ashran is also here at the clearing. Yeah, you see Ashrin approaching, and she's kind of dragging her feet. She's not necessarily excited, looks excited to be here. As she kind of comes maybe around the bend, you see that she's pretty tall. She's 5'11". She has long, super curly black hair that's a little bit wild. 
pale skin that's maybe a little like gray and ashen looking, lots of freckles. She has golden eyes and a septum piercing tattoos down the right side of her arm. And you can see like the tattoos might be covering a bit of a burn on her arm. And well, I heard singing. So I think you guys are headed to this. Yep. That, that's what I heard. <laughs> and here comes a scary tall lady. She's someone we have to also deal with. <laughs> uh, I heard that you guys are students. I'm I'm a student too. That's a relief. <laughs> do, do you do you always do that? Is that something you always Only do? When I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, I'm Asherin. Oh, uh, uh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So, as you guys kind of have this conversation, that's what you walk up to, Ariadne and and Besky. So, the three of you, as you're having this conversation, you see a shorter, young black boy and a middle height Asimar <laughs> walk up to you, um, kind of in the same same pond area. Hey, Ariadne, more friends, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. You, you're a musician? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, pleasure to meet you. And he kind of puts his hand out, kind of walks up. Cause uh, uh, Heart, uh, uh, students at uh, Fairy Forge Academy, and he kind of pulls out his acceptance letter. Uh, unlike, unlike Sepia's, his is, like, folded nicely and, like, has, like, the seal on it, like you can tell, like you opened it without really breaking the seal, so you can still kind of fold it back. Uh, and he kind of like shows like that he has his letter as a way of saying, like, I see, I also belong here. Um, I have mine too. And I pull mine out and it has like a, a golden ribbon kind of on it. And I'm taking care to kind of block like some sort of wax stamping on it. Mm. And it's like pretty pristine and elegant. I'm like, this is. I have my invitation too. Are we all students here? And I like bundle it up really methodically and put it back in my room. I will say, as you kind of have shown shown your letters, you would all kind of notice as other people show theirs, they're slightly different. There is some of you have picture of something, some of you have more words like handwritten. They're all they're all a little bit different. So as you are as you're introducing yourself and showing your letters, Sepia, you would be the first to notice this. The water starts to ripple um, into the center of the pond, and and you notice as you're kind of kind of lounging in this pond water, um, it drops a little bit as as the water starts to form into a shape that looks humanoid. It's at first it's very unclear, it's very watery. Uh, and and as you as you watch this, the water seems to form into the shape of a humanoid person. Uh, and at first, the, you can see it, it's murky uh, and looks like the pond water, but it starts to take. You start to see colors form, uh, skin tones form, and it almost looks like there's a human talking inside. Almost like there's just a layer of water in front of in front of a human. This person is. About six feet tall, at least according to the water. <sighs> Deep black skin, um, long gray dreadlocks tied tied in like a ponytail that go down almost almost like their lower back. Nice, 
but not um what's the right word gaudy yeah not nice but not but not gaudy clothing some robes um nice pants nice shoes he has a a gold chain around his neck and a few bracelets um, that are all gold as well and he says in the voice that's kind of warbled as it comes through this water ah You've all made it to the Fae Forge Academy. Welcome to your first test. Some of you. This pond is the Fae Forge Academy? <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right. The test is, is this, young sepia. Not everyone can make it to the Fae Forge Academy. You have to hear its call. To do that, you experience the magic of this world around you. And he kind of gestures to this forest around. There's magic here that needs to be tended, grown, and listened for. You must find a key. Really, you must make a key. And he pulls out of his pocket a necklace. As you look at it, the chain is like weaved together material. It's not like a nice chain. Or anything like that. The medallion on the bottom of it is about three inches across in diameter in a circle. And on it is a hummingbird. And it looks as though this hummingbird is getting honey from a from a flower. There's some lights almost shining from its wings. The hummingbird has this purple, this purplish color. And as he pulls it out, there's almost cause you actually even you're the one who would be able to identify it quickest. There's a melody um, that kind of just whispers in the back of your mind as he pulls it out. He says, you can I'm going to hold this out for about 10 seconds. Take it in. Make it. And find your way to the academy. And then we can really start your training. In this 10 seconds, do I notice anything about this elemental or, like, pawn form that seems familiar in any way? Um, why don't you roll an Arcana check? First roll. Uh-oh, don't mess this up, Michael. You Uh-oh. got it, you got it. Oh, boy. Big money, no whammies. 17, 17. Oh, okay, it's good, it's good. You have, in your times in the palace at in Nairine, mm-hmm. you have seen actually your your father and mother communicate kind of through this way. Your 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 parents in their room have a small have a small almost fountain that when your father is at the academy, this is how they talk to one another. Got it. Okay. Got it. Ooh. Cool. So he holds it out and says, "This forest is dangerous. The magic is real." Um. But if the talents that you have shown us in the world are what we believe them to be, you will not have a problem finding what you need. You have everything you need now. And he puts it away. And my apologies, I should have introduced myself. I am Professor Trayvonen Dorvaleth, and I am in charge of all admissions at Fay Forge Academy. And I hope to see you very soon. And then the water just falls in a splash in the puddle. That was really cool. Do you think he can teach us how to do that? 
I would love to have a water form. Probably. I think it's possible. Anything can be done with the right amount of learning. Well, I think that's the proper uh, on guardian there. So, we saw a hummingbird, right, on that medallion or something? Trying mm-hmm. to get honey from a flower? Mm-hmm, with flecks of light coming off its wingtips. And there was uh, a tune behind it. And I didn't hear it. You heard something? Uh, yeah, something like this. And Hancock starts kind of, like, like tuning up. Like you, you're looking at his, like, his instrument, and it is uh, it's definitely a ukulele, right? But it's got, like, lots of, like, weird little, like, like gears and sprockets on it. It doesn't look like dwarven make at all. It almost looks maybe more uh, like eclectic than that. Um, but it still looks very, very sturdy. And he starts like kind of like tuning parts of it, like kind of like fixing up. But they notice it was a little more like this. And he, he kind of just starts like mucking around with his instrument, trying to get that very precise melody, that, that same tone that, uh, that he heard when that aiming was, was presented. Yeah. So as you start kind of fiddling around and finding pieces of that melody, mm-hmm. um, you almost feel an energy uh, as you play. Um, you can't quite you can't quite tie it all together. There's something missing besides just the, the song. Um, yeah, there's more than that. There was more than that. Something something's wrong with it. Well, I mean, I guess like all melodies and tunes are vibrations, right? So maybe we find something with vibrations uh, or a hummingbird. I don't know. Mm. Something about the bird and there was, and there was that chain that it was, it was on. Got to try to work together to, to make that, that same, that same amulet. And it wasn't just the amulet. There was more to it than that. I'm going to look around and try to find like a good piece of wood and I can carve the, the hummingbird into the wood. Yeah, you can, you can just kind of, as you look around, there's a few pieces of um, like this. It's not like people are regularly picking up pieces of fallen, fallen wood from this forest. Um, You can find, you can find a small piece. And I will say also um, when you saw that hummingbird, Ashrin, um, it looked, the medallion looked exactly like uh, the picture that was on your, your letter that you received. So part of my crafting class, I have eidetic enterprise, which means I can craft something exactly the way I've seen it within the past week. So I get to crafting and then I, you know, I, I present this medallion to them that looks exactly like what they were holding. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you roll an arcana check real quick and you can add your proficiency bonus to that. Sure, let me do that. Eight. Yeah, so as as you start carving it, there's something missing from it. You're you're carving it, you you kind of even have a spark fly from one of your fingers and you you squelch that down and keep and keep carving it. You you make a very good replica of what you saw though. I don't know. I I feel like I'm missing something too. That that spark that I saw like fly off of her finger while she was carving it. Did it? Uh, did it? Is it still there? Is it like an ember that's like burning right now on the ground? Did it, did it float away, or did it, was it just like a, a moment? Yeah, it, it was just a moment. It just lit and and kind of burned off. Mm-hmm. Well, I I don't know about you, but I I got these with my letter, and I have a a map and a seal. Which you all you all got the map and the seal. 
as you see the letter, are you showing them the letter as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hers just has, you're not exactly sure. They just look like a bunch of paint splotches. These paint splotches, what colors are they? Uh, they're, they're various shades of black. Various shades of black. Mm-hmm. Black, black, gray, gray scaled, I guess would be the better way to say that. Yeah. Um, black to gray. Well, as I, as I see these uh, black to gray splotches on Ariadne's letter, I, I pull out my note and I say, and I, I say one, one didn't have that at all. One had this, and he uh, reads out the poem that was written on his letter. Uh, in the, the darkest night, the stars speak in lights. When the song takes flight, your path will be made bright. For the forest lives where the magic gives you, you a fire and song, and the bird flies along. And he kind of like points the bird, said bird flies along. So, oh, bird. It's a bird. Oh, it's a bird. It's a bird. What is strange, though, about it, though, is like the very first line, in the darkest night, night is spelled with a K. What, what time of day is it? Is it still daytime? It's duskish. Sun setting. Duskish. Mm-hmm. There's a little orange in the mm-hmm. sky. As you look up, Ariadne, you see some stars. They're unfamiliar. Their location feels just feels wrong in your soul, yeah. um, but that's where they are. Does it feel wrong in Ariadne and everyone's soul? Specifically, Ariadne's. Is yeah, I do have a question. Is Basky's soul settled? Because that is pretty important for him. Say that one more time. Is my soul settled? Because if I look up and I don't see something specific, then I might freak out. <laughs> no, no, your Besky Besky would not would not have the same feeling. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I think that my letter had some kind of ferns on it and said something about a tree. Did your guys say anything about a tree? Yeah. Um, mine said something about placing some sort of seal in the marked tree. Which that was that was how you all got here. I should. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, uh, I realized that, that's one of those things that's just in my head that obviously you should know because you can read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but there were definitely some really cool ferns drawn on my letter. Are there any ferns around the clearing? Um, you kind of where you are. In the pond. <laughs> you see, you see, well, you see that there's some really small ones mm-hmm. growing. Um but not mm. not kind of like what you can see in the picture because the picture is these these full full grown plants. Yeah, causes intensely sugar for one the the poem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine has some flowers on it. Uh, Ashrin, does it look similar to the one that you have? Mine is has a flower on it, but then the hummingbird is eating out like yeah, pollinating or eating out of the flower. Okay. They're different flowers, but as you all are investigating this, I'm going to kind of give you a little, a couple pieces that, that you would all know about, well, a couple of you. So, so Besky, as you look at that, you recognize that it's a flower and a berry. And you, you recognize that berry is something that Raj used uh, in his restaurant for some of his like sweetest desserts. And you very specifically remember that, um, w- if you like picked it up or it spilled on your clothes, like you could not get that out without magic. It just left this, this purple stain 
where what on whatever it was, but it's really sweet and juicy. Um, has a little bit of tartness to it. CPA, you recognize this this kind of fern um, as an asher frond. You've just kind of as you've been curious about plants, you've you've more read about them than actually seen them. They're not they're not very common. But those are kind of the two pieces you you pick out for the two of you. So what are we doing? So as so one of the because uh, we're using the switch plus craft uh, system for crafting, uh, we pick out these or for tier as we're all tier one, pick out two techniques and uh, I picked out green thumb as one of my techniques because I thought as as a as a luthier, someone who's very focused on making musical instruments, I want to know the different types of woods and and plants that I use to make instruments out of. Now I don't know how well that would extend to these different flowers and ferns that we're looking for. It seems like that's what we're looking for. Very, uh, you know, cause we start to like kind of look around the clearing, around the pond, maybe even like venture along the paths. So there are these five or six paths leading from the clearing. See if you can find different plants that match. Are these this fern and this flower that, that we see on uh, Sepia and Besky's letters? I'll say you can roll a nature check, uh, and you can you can add your proficiency bonus to it. Well, I'm already proficient in nature. Oh, so I'll just take it as is. That's a double your double my proficiency. Well, then, yeah, that would make it a grand total of nice. Um, you beat the DC of ten. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the thanks for expertise. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, so as you you know that kind of as as you and sepia have kind of looked at this this plant and talked a little bit um it only grows in dark dark bodies of water so something that's in in either like a cave or something like that uh but you know from where you are this waterfall does have a stream that 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 kind of goes away so you could follow that perhaps um as a possibility but in the locale kind of around you and just a little bit down the paths um doesn't seem like you have You'll you'll find anything you need. Well, uh, I'm gonna uh, summon my familiar, mm-hmm. who is a little toad that just hops out of some of the palm palm fronds, like on the side of the the river. Yeah, and Sepia starts talking to the toad in toad speak, mm-hmm. and basically asks him to swim. I guess. So there's waterfall that is darkness behind it, and then the river continues downward, right? Uh, the waterfall, excuse me, I, I should have ex- I described this a little better. It's more like a stream that's trickling down like a, a wall of rocks. So there's not like a cave behind the waterfall. It's- okay. So she's going to ask her familiar to uh, swim down river mm-hmm. um, and just keep going and see if he can find any of these uh, ferns. Okay. So he kind of goes off. Is there anything else anybody else wants to be doing while... What's your what's did you familiar have a name? No, probably not right now. Okay, in the future. Sepia <laughs> <laughs> uh, asked him what his name was, and he was like, "What's a name?" Yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> so you guys just hear you just hear like, <laughs> and then this little frog kind of hops off into the water and and swims off. Did you say that we had seen the berries, or that those weren't where we were either? You haven't seen any yet. Besky recognizes them and has eaten them in in the past. Okay, and knows they stain lots of things. Um, and to remind you, it, it was it's a very similar shade 
to to the purple that was on the uh, the hummingbird. Oh, are we are we just gonna gloss over that she was talking to a toad? That was my friend. Okay, uh, no I mean, I I don't like to point out when people are awkward like me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, cause it seems to check out. I mean, I think we found her in the pond. So it- I'm, I'm sorry. Do you feel excluded? I can teach you how to talk, Toad. Uh, no. You know what? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll take you on that. You could sing to Toads, cause that'd be so cool. I don't want to hear singing in Toad. They really enjoy music. Yeah. So Sepia C- will just cycle, start cycling through, and be like. This is how you say food. Herbit. <laughs> this is how you say water. Herbit. <laughs> do like some basic, basic communication, like top 10 words you need to talk to Toad. I'm repeating every word, like after everything that you say, I'm just repeating it just in wonderment. <laughs> wow. Ariadne, I need you to make a perception check. Sure. I can do that. And while she does that, I'm going to double tap my staff onto the ground and cast light at the top of my staff. Okay. It's getting dark. I'll let you, I'll let you make that as he does that. I'll let you roll it with advantage then. I first nat 20 of the game. Nat 20. Hey! Hey, yeah, yeah. Professional stream. So as, as you guys are kind of walk or trying to figure this out, looking around, um, looking for various plants, Ariadne, you see kind of out of the corner of an, of your eye another creature, kind of the first the first real living being, maybe a hundred feet away from you, just kind of peeking out from behind a tree. You notice that they have a deer body and a humanoid torso and up uh, and antlers. They kind of have a a purplish sheen to their to their skin and and their fur as well. And they're just kind of watching, and as as you kind of glance and see them, and they make eye contact, they they kind of step behind tree as quickly as they can. Kind of nudge Besky. Hey, yeah. There's there's somebody over there. Really? Yeah. Shh. Oh, okay. Uh, Be subtle about it. Okay. Sure. Um, I'm gonna use the one out of my two spell slots because we're locked <laughs> to cast unseen servant. Okay. So. You'll see me do some sort of hand movements, and then I'm going to touch the ground. You'll see a faint glow, and the glow will go away, and then you kind of just see footsteps pitter-pattering. And I'm going to say to the Unseen Servant, Hey, um, friend, can you check out who that other person is out there and tell us what you see? And I'll send the Unseen Servant to kind of maybe check out what's going on over there. Yeah. The, The Unseen Servant wanders off. You see little branches crack and stuff in the leaves. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. And as it gets there, do you feel like you would have like a, you would actually feel a connection to your Unseen Servant? I feel like, yes, just because the way I cast things. Um, Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I would 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 feel like I would have some sort of connection with it. What's his name? Is it Jeeves? Yeah, Jeeves. (laughs) No, it's, his name's not Jeeves. His name is um, Willard. So as you send Willard forward, that the creature kind of sticks its head back again. Their antlers glow, and you f- feel Willard disappear. Oh. The creature steps out. Very 
elegantly in their their movements and looks directly at you, Ariadne, and says, "You are you are from the stars, are you not?" How how did you know? There's a an aura about you. Your your skin, your countenance. You are a blessing here. Um, I don't think so, but thank you. You are trying to go to the school. Um. Yes. Do you know? Do you know the way? Those who hear can know the way. Well, I think we can all hear. Um. Uh, you just see right now. You see Besky looking at you, and you might have not noticed it now, but I'm. I am. Uh, what is the word? Literally and figuratively, starry-eyed, looking at you right now. <laughs> so, it's it's been a long time since your people have been here. Oh. We have stories of people coming from the stars like you. I don't know about that. I think I'm the first. Maybe different places. Perhaps. I haven't met anybody else like me here. I I know someone who. Well, I've never seen her, but I know someone who's like you. Well, if you've never seen her, how do you know she's real? She talks to me. Okay. What does she say? Um, she just says really positive stuff, really. Well, that's a plus. Yeah. You said you don't... Well, she's from where I am. I think. Well, I I mean... uh, I said it was a funny... It's a long story. Um, I, I... I'm not from this world. Um... I, well, I come from a plane called Eludra, and, uh, I messed up. I was doing magic. Oh, uh, well. And I ended up here. Sounds like lots of folks make mistakes, and that's okay. We're happy to have you. Well, I mean, it's nice to be here, but it's a little, you know, it's, I kind of have a job back home. Yeah, it sounds like we do right now, though. Um, and I turn towards the, the creature. So, how... Can Ariadne help us out? Can I help out? Well, let me say to you, Ariadne is your name? Uh, yes. I don't believe in my experience that magic is accident. That you are somewhere where you don't belong. So I hope you can be here now. And not trying to find somewhere else, always. Not that finding home is bad, but here can be home as well. Well, that's true. (laughs) But stars, stars are what you know. Right? Uh, generally speaking, yes, but not currently, no. These stars are just in different spots. You may even know some of them. If you really listen. If you really look. And what I know about the Academy is they give you everything you need to get there. But you all should hurry. There are more in these woods that are they're more sinister than I, if you will. Well, this has been ominous. <laughs> I hope to see you soon. No, no, go back to the part about the dangerous creatures living in the woods, please. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> you all, are, you all are on your own journey, and you will find what you need to know. But Ariadna of the stars, I hope to see you again. And this creature looks at you and gallops off. Cause <laughs> takes a few like half hearted steps after him, saying, "Wait, no, what about the dang? No." <laughs> But is, is it getting darker at this point? It is. Mm. It is. Um, there's the orange that was a large layer in the sky is now just a, a small sliver. Um, and more and more stars are coming out. You also see from my staff, the light spell isn't kind of just like a dull hum. 
it's just like little flickers of stars coming in and out, like tiny ones. I like your magic. Um, I, I, well, he said to listen to them, which, I mean, I kind of do in a sense, but it's a little different than that. Um, I plop down and I draw out my, I have a component pouch as well, but I have my arcane focus that is in the shape of a constellation that I just kind of bring out. I don't have much magic that I think will help me. Um, but I cast light as well on myself, which makes my marks glow. Um, and I am just kind of sitting down with my arcane focus um, that helps me focus, literally. And I'm just meditating and waiting for something to happen. For as me. you hold, as you kind of hold that arcane focus, and you cast, you said you cast light on yourself. Mm-hmm. Your focus starts to glow, and you look up, and you see the stars almost make small lines down to earth. Only certain ones, not every single one. Give me a pen. It's in my bag. I search through her bag and give her her pen. I'm assuming you're writing down which stars are kind of doing this. Yeah, I'm just kind of like scribbling, like almost blindly is what I generally do. And As you do that for for a couple, maybe a minute or two, um, and you pull it out, you see a very distinct pattern. There's three geometric shapes that all converge in one one spot. But what you notice most is each of these dots, kind of as you're thinking back, they look like the lights that were shining out of that hummingbird's wings. And uh, causes murmurs, murmurs to himself the, the two lines from the poem that was written on his acceptance letter. In the darkest night, the stars speak in lights. I'm going to hand the medallion to Ariadne. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask for it, and I'm going to kind of position it up where I'm looking through it. Yeah, I'm going to, as Kaz said that, I'm going to double tap my staff onto the ground and turn off my light spell. Yeah, yeah, so as that happens, um, and you look up Ariadne, and and Besky's light goes dark, and you're the only light source besides these lights coming down, and you look up through this hummingbird, these lights almost sear into mm. this hummingbird. Mm. Um, and as you as you look back at the medallion at those at those same spots that mirror as you're looking closer, they mirror the pat some of the patterns of one of the shades of gray on your um, on your letter. And 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 you kind of feel a little bit more of a connection with with this this little medallion and this this forest, and um, you start to hear, you remember Kaz saying he heard a melody. You almost you almost hear a melody in your in your heart, as opposed to with your ears. Hmm. Almost like you're in harmony with whatever you're doing. Kaz is gonna play that melody out on his instrument that he hears in his heart. Too. 
Uh, I, I glance down at the letter and, and kind of read it over the poem. Um, I, I can't really do fire magic. I I kind of look awkwardly at Ember. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she kind of looks like she's made of lava. So. <laughs> I I mean, I can do fire magic, but I don't know. Am I supposed to light it on fire? I don't know. <laughs> we, we could try it. I mean, I guess we can just make another one if we need to. So. <laughs> <laughs> just goes up in smoke. <laughs> try again. <laughs> So I'm going to hold out my hands and like they kind of turn, my fingers turn like dark, like ash. And then they kind of like burn like you would like coals do. And I'll hold it in my hand, see if anything happens. And like the yellow and the reds and oranges. And then if nothing happens, I'll turn my fingers into actual flames or flames from my fingers. So as you as you start to do the embering, you feel you feel like it just needs a little bit more. And as those flames burst around it, um, it doesn't consume it. Um, You watch the flames go from your fingers, burst around it, kind of blacken the edges of everything and jump into those lights, like those spots, the Ariadne just formed in the wings. And you, as you're looking at it, that melody similar to Ariadne, you like, you feel a connection with it as it, you, you're, you're convinced that it's wing fluttered for a second. Oh. Oh. Well, something happened. What, what happened? Uh, you, you don't you don't see it? It, it kind of moved. Oh. It looked like the bird was flying there for just a moment. Uh, and I am going to need all of you to make a perception check real quick. 16. Nat 20. Oh, dang. Yeah. 19. And what what did you get, Ariadne? Six. Six? All right. Well, you guys got a nat 20 in that group in that group check, so it's going to work out fine. Um, <laughs> as you do that, uh, and, it, and it flutters a little bit, you hear this, this melody, and you feel that magic kind of pulse out. You also, um, Ashrin, hear a screech that's discordant to the melody. This is with your ears. This is not like in your soul or anything. It sounds a ways away, but it's kind of a <laughs> that you hear. Like a monster or a person screaming? It's probably too... Well, you rolled a nat 20. Um, not, a, not a person. Uh, did you guys hear that? Uh, hear what? Nope. Uh, there, there's something I think in the forest, and you know that thing was talking and said that there were scary things might be in the forest, and I think we might need to hurry. Okay, I mean it's the best we got. Wait, 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 what did it sound like? Like a like a screech, like a screech scream. Maybe it was another student. Maybe they're in trouble. Oh no, I don't think it was student. Oh. Sounds like a horrible forest creature. It sounds scary, so I think we should all go maybe together, if that sounds okay with everyone here. We're, as I recall, we're also, there is a, a toad on a mission. Mm. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, so kind of as that happens, the the toad comes back to you. Yes. Sepia and kind of 
slop or slops on your leg, just <laughs> kind of <laughs> with one of its little uh, frog As hands. You. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and uh, and kind of starts croaking at you, uh, and indicates that up up the stream, a ways. It was gone. It was gone for about half an hour or so. Yeah. So process of elimination, fifteen minutes that direction. That there was a small a small cave um, that had some of these these fronds that you could use. Ah, huh? hey everyone, we found the fronds. Fifteen minutes away in a cave. I love caves. I'm going to hand the medallion over to Sebia. Oh, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> this is a lot of responsibility. I, I, I got this. I got. This. You're with friends. We're sharing the responsibility. Yeah. I'm going to practice one of the few words I know in know in Toad with Toad. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks at you with very large eyes. So. um Toad kind of hops off, and as you you get to this cave, um, it's not it's not super deep, but you see in the waters, kind of, uh, you have dark vision, right? Yes. Yeah. You see some of these fronds sticking out of the water, but kind of as you approach this little offshoot of the stream, there are also three small fey creatures, just kind of lounging on some some mushrooms and and toadstools. <laughs> They're they've got like orangish clothing color, little wings. They're maybe nine inches tall. They're just sitting there. One of them throws throws a rock in the water and splashes. You hear this place is so boring. Nothing fun to do here. As you guys approach closer, one of them turns and looks and says, "You see him kind of like elbow one of the other ones, throws a rock, hits it in the head." Hey, what was that for? Look, there's a we have some new some new toys coming this way. And as you approach the sea. Hey, hey, uh, what are you, uh, what are you all doing here? Uh, trying to find the academy? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, what, what is that supposed to mean? What do you want it to mean? Not, not bad things. Yeah, sure. Y'all aren't from here. No. No. This is a fun place. I thought you just said it was boring. Well, it, it, it's boring when you're by yourself, but now, now, do something for us. Uh, that seemed awfully bossy. He's a musician. Wait, wait, wait. What do you want from us? That's a weird question. Normally, when people want things from me, I normally ask them what it is. Fun. Fun for who? <laughs> well, us. Why, why would... Who else would it be for? I mean, we could have fun, too. I just thought it would be mutually fun. What do you like to do? Mm, we'll probably find out in a little while. What are you doing? What are you doing here? I want to insight check these, uh, what I'm affectionately going to refer to in the narrative as these little creeps. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm going to insight check these little creeps to kind of get, their, get an idea of what their impression of fun is. And oh, I'm rolling hot tonight. That is another 11. Um, yeah. Hitting those DC 10s. You're not. You're not sure, except that it's weird. Whatever they're doing, they're it's weird. they're just they're just kind of vibe awesome. check. Uh, so pause so now knows what I know. <laughs> exactly. Okay. What are you doing here, anyways? Well, we already told you. Yeah, we're looking for the academy. Yeah, but like, yeah. 
They they make you they make you do stuff, right? You're doing something. What are you doing here? Here. At our this is like this is kind of our our sauna. It's where we hang out and relax. Oh your sauna. Yeah. You don't like company? I don't not like company. Well, you seem to not like company now. Well, you guys are kind of boring. <laughs> wow. Well, you've only just met us. You know, we've been very rude. Let me introduce myself. My name is Kaz. I have a, a, a bard. And, and you are? And I motion to them. I, I'm Nixie. Uh, you don't need to know their names. <laughs> and Nixie, you, you and your friends here are... Uh, this is your son. This is we like to get into the cave behind you. Is that is that all right? Yeah. I don't like that. Whatever that is. <laughs> I don't need an insight check for that one. Not for that smile. You wouldn't happen to know who lives in that cave, would you? Yeah. Who lives in the cave? I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> what if we were to make a bit of a trade? What and we could have a little bit of fun. Make your life more interesting, and you can tell us, maybe try to remember who lives in that cave. Mm. Now I'm listening. You should play them a song. Kaz is going to try to engage his audience here, and he'll pull out his ukulele, and he's going to play uh, the, a song that is generally reviled and not uh, well, well-loved in most taverns, uh, because it's very body. It is, of course, uh, the sausage maker's daughter. Uh, <laughs> But he, uh, and it's, it's very much the kind of song where it's like, little, little, Miss, little Miss Amy, when she made her, she always did nip and tuck. But when she was going down to the tavern, she always liked to, hey, now. The <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you're doing that, one of them. As he's playing, actually, I'm going to pull out my Mabira, um, or what Americans would call a kalimba out of my waist pocket and I'll play along with them as, as best as I can. So as, as y'all are doing it, one of them starts to kind of perk up and dance around. They laugh at the, at all the appropriate jokes. And then one of them <laughs> kind of waves something with their hands. You mm-hmm. feel a spark and two of your strings snap and kind of what? snap at your fingers and they all just <laughs> lose it. Like they're <laughs> laughing so hard kind of as it, as it snaps, like, cuts your finger a little bit ah. on the strings and they're they're <laughs> that's fun so uh nothing nothing lives in the cave <laughs> cool. is like very visibly angry and not even trying to hide it it's <laughs> like you little and he like he immediately he immediately goes to like chase after them it's very ineffective <laughs> at that they they fly they fly away very quickly, just laughing, laughing away as they go. Cause like gets to the highest like little bit of rocks that he can and starts like shaking his fist at them as they fly away. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are jerks. Filthy fairies. So you heard a scream earlier, Ashrin, right? Do you think we're in going at the right direction? Well, I'm still listening for it, and I haven't heard it again. Okay, um, let's, I think we should do some, I think we should try and find which place it went. Do you know what direction it came from? Uh, it was sort of, it was sort of south of where you were, kind of down that path. Not this direction, direction. Opposite, opposite, basically the opposite direction of where you were. Behind us. 
Um, so what are we doing? You've got the you got the plants in the little cave. Fairies flew away. A scream. A berry to find. Let's. We know we're looking for these uh, these ferns that grow in dark places, dark wet places. We're we're at this cave. Yeah, let's go to the cave. Mm-hmm. So you all actually can. You have to wade in. Um, I'm assuming CPA, you lead the way in that. Um, yeah. Kind of your your you get up to your knees in pond scum and muck. And it's particularly those of you who aren't sepia, as you look at this, this plant, there's like mud around it. It's, it's dirty. There's, it almost like has like pus coming off of it. It's, it's kind of a gross plant. Um, But sepia, you know, you know, in your kind of, as you've read about things that you like, there's two things about this plant. One, the fibers of the branches are incredibly soft and strong. And two, if the leaves are hit or pulled in a bad way, they release a toxin that is that kills a lot of things around it. So that's that's what you got. That's where you are. So if you want to harvest some, you'll probably need to make a nature check check of some sort. I'm going to bardically inspire you as I see uh, as I understand these plants are very dangerous. <laughs> so here's that D6. Got to pass it right here. Sepia, mm. is this like what you like to do? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I like to do it. I think being good at it and liking to do it are very different things, but I will try my best <laughs> to do this thing that we are doing. I think it's very cool. I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder and cast guidance. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Have some buffs. I'm really enjoying the power of friendship uh, that we're having right now. And that's great. <laughs> and if you get hurt, I can help you out. Okay. This is just part of going to the school, right? I think so. I'm going to use that bardic inspiration. 14. Okay. Yeah, you you managed to kind of push aside some of these branches. 15. Oh, 15. Even better. Uh, you pull it out and you're able to get these, like kind of the, the branch part of these of these ferns. Um, uh, and you're even able to, to kind of start stripping it down and getting to those those soft but strong strong fibers as you toss it as you kind of toss it aside you you all kind of see as it plops onto onto some other plants the the leaves that she's not using uh, and you watch as this kind of powder puffs out and in about a three foot radius everything just starts to decay instantly Hmm. Um, but you all avoided it and so that's good um Yay! Friendship. <laughs> friendship. The power of friendship versus mm-hmm. the chronic damage. That's the real lesson here. Not about our individual abilities. Uh, and as that's happening, you hear you hear hoofs as your dear friend reappears with a small a small bag of something. They see you kind of in this cave. This cave is only maybe five feet shallow. It's not it's not really a cave, if you would. Um, it's more of a cre- small crevice. And they toss this kind of to, to the group, and you see in it are these berries. And this this being says, whatever you're doing, you need to do it fast, and you need to get out of here. Oh. Is that because of the screeching? Yes, because of the screeching. Okay. Be safe. Go fast. Follow the melodies. And they run. I uh, use light, because I haven't been using light at this point, because I'm a human. So I use light onto my staff. And I try and look into the berries that he just gave up. Yeah, and they're they're 
whether it's this is a test that's common for the Fae Forge Academy or something, somehow this creature knew what you what you needed. Mm-hmm. And you see a, a whole bag of these of these berries. The bag on the inside is stained, as some of them have been kind of smushed together. Okay, so I would know it's the thing that I need. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna cast Mage Hand and start grabbing the medallion from Sepia because I think she's the last person to have it. Yes. And I'm gonna use Mage Hand to kind of smash it into things so I don't get my hand stained. Okay. Um, so as you kind of smash it on onto this bird, the, the that flutter that the Ashran saw, you see you see the bird start to move, almost like it's cracking out of a statue, more or less. Mm-hmm. You all see as this this purplish magical light bursts out from this medallion, and this this bird appears and flies off, leaving this this like luminescent trail uh... as it as it goes north. We did it. The other thing is you you see kind of in these ponds you see something start to move as there is a creature that appears that has these like mushrooms on it they're they're kind of hunched over their face has no nose it's just like this flat flat large large headed face pale skin um, long claws and just kind of it looks at you um, and screeches almost like this magic like woke it up from some sort of slumber you hear in the distance what what Ashton heard earlier this loud screeching sound and what you can see in the distance as you look back is you see just the silhouette of something sitting on a horse this silhouette has almost like branches on it um, off of its shoulders its head even its arms you can't make out color necessarily except there's a yellow flicker as the the thing that it's sitting on has the outline of black and a mane and tail of fire and with that, we're going to end the first episode of the Fae Forge Academy. Oh. Hey. Thank you so much for listening to the Faith Forge Academy. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review for a new podcast that is worth more than its weight in gold. We also have a Patreon if you wanted to get additional content like character journals, sneak peeks, ask the cast sessions, and more. And special shout out to our patrons. We have GM Lee, Zombie Knight, NeoFet3, Ronnie Roms, and the Nerd Asylum. Uh, thank you so much for your support. We could not do the show without you. I also want to say thanks to this amazing cast. So uh, why don't y'all let the people know how to find you? Uh, yeah, I'm Adelaide Gardner, as always, Oadelaide on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Cool. Me next. And I'm Michael Critz on Twitter and various other places like Twitch uh, and Instagram and such. Yeah, really excited to be part of this awesome cast of people here. So, yeah. Uh, so, yes, I'm Emily, Emily J.E.A. Smith on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. Hey, uh, Ian Gould, Game of Science on Twitter. 
happy to be here. Nothing to plug right now. Great first uh, and second episode. Hey, I'm Stonefly underscore Kai on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks, Stephen, for like an awesome first few episodes. That was great. Awesome. Uh, thank you all for pr- playing. Um, and I'm Stephen. I'm the bad DM. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fayforge Academy to stay up to date on releases, live streams, anything the cast is doing, um, and all that fun stuff. So thanks for listening again, and we'll see you on the internet. Theme and background music by Dave Cole of The Four Orbs. To find more music like this, search for D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects found at zapsplat.com. The Forge Academy is proud to be a part of the Fundamentals Podcast Network. For more great podcasts and other fun content, go to thefundamentals.com.